Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is Saturday night and it's just after six o'clock. That means it's time for Prog Mojo. That's right, my name is Simon Chait and this is episode nine. You're listening to River FM, that's 92.9 on the FM dial. And we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm going to be featuring four acts from the early 70s for you tonight. They are Camel, Premiata Foneria Marconi, Kansas, and Celeste. So let's kick off tonight's progressive rock journey in Guildford, Surrey, with the band Camel. It's 1971, and guitarist Andrew Latimer got together with Andy Ward on drums and Doug Ferguson on bass, and they formed a trio called Brew, as in beverage. In early 71, they successfully auditioned to be singer-songwriter Philip Goodhand Tate's backing band, and they played on his 1971 album, I Think I'll Write a Song, which was released on DJM Records. The lads then recruited Peter Bardens on keys and did a gig for him under the name Peter Bardens On, before changing their name to Camel. Their first gig under this new name was supporting Wishbone Ash in London, December 1971. In August 72, Camel was signed with MCA Records, and their self-titled debut album, Camel, was released in early 1973. This album wasn't particularly successful, and their record company didn't renew their contracts, so they needed to find another label. And so they moved to Decca Records, where they would stay for the next 10 years. During their active years of 1971 to 1984, and then 1991 to present, Camel have released 14 studio albums, 12 live albums, and 8 compilations. They've had quite a few members over the years, with Andrew Latimer being the only founding member still going strong. I've got two songs from their first album for you tonight. Here's the first one. This is a Peter Barden song. It's track two of side two, and it's called Mystic Queen. Here's Camel. Queen riding in the 
And that brings Camel's Mystic Queen to a conclusion. That was a really good example of early progressive rock sound. Lots of drums and bass, guitars, synthesizers with that Hammond organ, rock organ sound, and vocals as well. You get the vocal harmonies thrown in there, and also that beautiful slow gear guitar effect where the players use the volume control on the guitar to adjust the volume as they play. Okay, one more Camel song. This time it's Never Let Go. This song was the group's first single and it was written by Andrew Latimer and it was positioned track one, side two. Here's Camel with their most memorable single, Never Let Go.
And that was the big bluesy sounds of Camel with their 1972 song Never Let Go. What station gives you more blues? Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And so I'm gonna wait And now that Prog Mojo is on the air You're going to get more Prog Rock here as well On 92.9 River FM Alrighty, let's head across now to Italy We're going to have a look at a group called Premiata Foneria Marconi or PFM for the rest of this broadcast. It literally means award-winning Marconi Bakery. This Italian progressive rock group was founded in 1970 and is still going strong. That's 51 years. These guys have the line honors of being the first Italian group to have had international success. Between 1973 and 1977, PFM recorded five studio albums, all with English lyrics, and made their way into both the US and the UK charts. They also toured Europe and the United States on several occasions, including playing at the Reading Festival in the UK and appearing on US TV. PFM were new and interesting to the Italian ear. They brought synthesizers to Italy and experimented with combining symphonic classical and traditional Italian musical styles with rock music. Premiata Foneria Marconi was formed from the ashes of an exceptional support or session band called Iquelli, which translates as Those Guys or The Those. PFM's original members were Franco Musida on guitar and vocals, Flavio Primoli on keys, Luciano Dovesi on bass and Franz Di Giorgio on drums and vocals. Now, in 1970, these players met up with the multi-instrumentalist Mauro Pagani from the band Dalton, and he helped them to find their new sound by introducing violin and flute to the mix. It's an interesting name, and there's a bit of a story behind it. The band tried on a few names, including Isotta Frascini, which was the name of an Italian car manufacturer, but decided against them. Finally, they settled upon Funeria Marconi, meaning Marconi Bakery. It was cool and quirky, but their producer didn't think it was strong enough, so they added Premiata, or award-winning. Their view was that if the group's name was hard to remember, then it was going to be hard to forget too. Tonight I'm going to play a longer piece from the debut album. Unusually, PFM's first album wasn't self-titled like so many other prog bands. This band's debut album was instead called Storia di un minuto, which translates as one minute story. The song is called Dove Quando, meaning where, when. And on the album, the track is split over two sides. Part one is track four, side A, and part two is track one, side B. So grab a cold one and sit back and listen. You got the entire 10 minutes and 12 seconds of Dove Quando by Premiato Foneria Marconi. Thank you. 
So many amazing sounds there, folks. That was Dove Quando, parts one and two, by Premiata Foneria Marconi. As is so common with all prog rock musicians, those guys could really, really play. Fantastic stuff there. Okay, that brings us to the end of our first half hour of episode nine. There'll be more prog mojo after this short message. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the second half of episode nine. You're listening to Prog Mojo. My name is Simon Chait, and this is 92.9 River FM. We're going to start this half hour in America, specifically in Topeka, Kansas. The year is 1969, and a couple of musicians, Dom Monta on keyboards, synthesizers and vocals, and Kerry Livgren, guitars, keys and backing vocals, were playing in a local band called Reasons Why. They both quit the band to focus on Livgren's original material, and they formed a new band called Saratoga with vocalist Lynn Meredith, keyboardist Dan Wright, Scott Kessler on bass, and Zeke Lowe on drums. The following year, in 1970, members of Saratoga merged with two members of another local progressive rock group, White Clover, and they formed Kansas. This early incarnation of the group, often referred to as Kansas One, was formed when White Clover members Dave Hope on bass and Phil Ehart on drums and percussion joined up with Saratoga members Livgren, Meredith and vocalist Greg Allen, keyboardists Monta and Wright and saxophonist Larry Baker. The Kansas that we know and love today seems to have been born from within a bit of an identity crisis. This early Kansas group only lasted until 1971 when Ehart, Hope and some of the others left to reform White Clover. The new and improved Kansas lineup included Zeke Lowe, who had come in to replace Phil Ehart on drums, bassist Dave Hope was replaced by Rod McKinsky, and Larry Baker was replaced by John Bolton on flute. This new lineup was officially known as Kansas 2. Hang in there, it gets better. In 1972, Ehart and Lowe reformed White Clover after recruiting Robbie Steinhardt on vocals, violin, and viola. Steve Walsh on vocals, keys, synths and percussion, and guitarist Rich Williams. 
Then, in 1973, they headhunted Kerry Livgren from Kansas too, which then dissolved without him. The now unused name Kansas was officially up for grabs. Incidentally, the Kansas Two lineup reformed some 30 years later under the name Protocore, but that's another story. White Clover then began recording their debut album that same year and were offered a recording contract by Don Kirshner on his Kirshner label. Once signed, they decided to return to their original name, Kansas. They released their first album entitled Kansas in March 1974, a year after it was recorded. I got a couple of songs from Kansas now. The first one from their debut album is an eight-minute epic called Journey to Mariabron. Here's Kansas.
imagine seeing that live. That was huge. That was Kansas Folks with the song Journey from Mariabron. Next up, I'm going to play a song from Kansas's second album, Song for America. This was still on the Kirshner label. And it's track two, side two, and this is called The Devil Game.
And that was Kansas with The Devil Game. By this stage, they'd really crystallized the band's signature sound, a blend of American-style boogie rock and complex symphonic arrangements with changing time signatures. And Steinhardt's American Heartland rock-style violin was a distinctive element of the group's sound, as it didn't have that jazz classical flavor that so many other prog violinists had. Hi, this is James Rain. You're listening to 92.9 River FM. River FM. Okay, I've got one more band for you for today. This is an Italian prog rock group called Celeste. It was formed in 1972 in San Remo, Italy, from the ashes of the Il Sistema group. Multi-instrumentalist and drummer Ciro Perino and saxophonist Leonard Lagorio got together with guitarist and violinist Mariano Schiavolini and Giorgio Battaglia on bass. They also recruited a bunch of other musicians, including vocalist Nicky Barton, flautist Marco Tudini, and cellist Riccardo Novero. However, none of these last three musicians stuck with the group, and Celeste went into the recording of their first album as a quartet. The group composed the album in 1973, and studio rehearsals began in earnest. The recording process was completed by early 1974. However, the album didn't go public until January 76, when it was released on the Grog label under the title Principe di un giorno, meaning Prince of a Day or One Day Prince. After the first album had been released, they began working on material for a second album, bringing on another drummer, Francesco Di Massi, which would free up Ciro Perino to work more as a vocalist, keyboardist and flautist. Sadly, however, the group broke up in 1977 due to artistic differences. However, an album containing several recordings from this time was released 14 years later in 1991 on Mellow Records. It was called Two or Celeste Two. Ciro Perino kept working in other bands and also as a solo artist after the dissolution of Celeste. However, in 2016, after having completed a bunch of albums and solo projects, he decided to get the band back together and completely reinvented Celeste with a brand new lineup. They released another prog album in 2019 called Il Risveglio del Principe, or The Awakening of the Prince on the Mellow label. And this was followed in 2021 with another album on the same label called Il Principe del Regno Perduto, or The Prince of the Lost Kingdom. Clearly, Celeste likes albums about princes. We're going to have a listen now to a couple of tracks from their first album. The first track is called Favole Antiche, or Ancient Fables. And this was side A, track two of the debut album Principe di Angiorno. Here's Celeste.
chill tones of Celeste with the track Favole Antiche. It's easy to see why their music would be perfect to be put out on Mellow Records. I'm going to take us out now with La Grande Isola, The Big Island. This is also from the same album. It's been fantastic traveling the prog highways with you tonight. I'm already looking forward to going back in time with Prog Mojo again next week. My name is Simon Chait. You're listening to 92.9 River FM and this is Prog Mojo. Okay, final track, taking you out with La Grande Isola by Celeste. Oh, by the way, don't forget, whatever you do, prog on. <laughs>